Welcome to She Decided to Run Her Way, a podcast created for the aspiring female runner or one in the making who is ready to let go of the pressure to perform, quit chasing someone else's pace, and start embracing her own. My name is Pamela Otero, a certified running coach and personal trainer, and each week I'll be sharing practical running strategies and mindset shifts to help you do just that. So, if you're ready to run your way, then grab your running shoes, lace up, and listen in. Well, hey there. Welcome back, and thanks for spending a little bit of time with me today. In today's episode, I wanted to start off with part one of my three-part episode series all about flipping the script with your running approach. Yep, let's flip the darn script. And I'd like to kick it off with part one by talking with you today about the more is more running mentality trap that so many of you just might be falling into. There seems to be this belief or this mentality that continues to dominate the minds of so many female runners that the more days you run, the better runner you'll become. And they're striving and they're struggling, honestly, to get those five to six runs in each week. And when they find that they can't get them all in, they either beat themselves up because they think they're falling short or they find themselves panicked that they won't be able to complete their goal running distance when either their race comes or the day they need to complete that distance arrives if they're not signing up for a race. And today in part one of flipping the script with your running approach, I'm here to tell you that it's just not necessary and you don't need to stress trying to get them all in while managing all the many responsibilities that I know you have. You are busy. You have a lot on your plate. You are managing a hundred things and to expect that you could get in five to six days of running per week is in my opinion, unrealistic. And as I was thinking about putting together this three part series, you know, the things that kept coming up were the things that just bugged me so much about frustrations and struggles that so many women runners experience. And so that's, you know, kind of where this series came about is just me thinking about all the many ways that women are struggling. And yes, there's a whole other list of ways in which we struggle. And, um, you know, I'll talk to some of those in future episodes. And I've already spoken to some of those in past episodes. But really, this three-part series, Flipping the Script, is really thinking about things differently and really being unconventional when it comes to our running and approaching our running. And that's that's where I'm at. I am, you know, very unconventional. I like to zig when other people zag and I don't go with the flow. I am one that asks questions. I question things and I really want to understand why we're doing what we're doing and is it really going to benefit us? And when it comes to this more is more kind of mentality, it really is not serving us well. And that's why I wanted to start out with this one being part one of this series. So I really want to, you know, encourage you today to consider instead to adopt the less is more running approach. That's what I like to do is think about less is more, making it easy and eliminating as much stress and struggle as possible. And so, 
You know, the reason I want you to consider adopting this less is more approach is so that you don't break down, you know, or get burnt out or get bored with your running, but also to just reassure you and let you know that following a less is more approach can get you to the fit, to the, to the finish line um, of completing your desired running distance without running five to six days a week, because you will be shifting into focusing on quality miles, quality runs, not quantity, as well as do a few other things that I'm going to suggest. But I want you to start thinking about quality over quantity. And I really would love for you to trust me here because I personally have run many, many half marathons. I've run a couple marathons, um, but both my halves and the few marathons that I've done, there have been many times that I have only run three days a week. And I don't even like to, to put in the word only there, but I've run three days a week and I have completed confidently, you know, those half marathons. And I've also run countless 10Ks running only two days a week, you know. And so I want you to know, I want you to trust me here. It is possible to reduce the number of days per week that you're running And it's possible when you have a clearly defined strategy and a clearly defined plan. And that's where I feel that people fall short is that they fail to sit down and create a strategy and a game plan before they even get started with their running. So, you know, I want you to think about quality over quantity, and I want you to think about clearly defining a strategy and a plan in order to take on this less is more running approach. Now, some of you can relate to this. Others may not. You may be younger than me. Um, But back in the day when I was growing up, you know, if this was probably like in the 80s, I was born in 73, so I'm 48 at the time of this recording. But um, back in the days in the 80s and the 90s, you know, growing up, if you were a runner, you ran. That's all you did. There was no discussion about strength training, stretching, cross training, and very little discussion around recovery and rest. And runners ran all the time, period. That's what they did. And that was what was recommended to be a good, strong runner was to run. Now, obviously, yes, you do need to run in order to get better at your running, but it was just focused on that one linear activity all the time. And for those of you new to the podcast who might just be listening into this episode and this be the first one you're listening to, and you haven't yet listened to my first episode titled Push Through the Pain and Interesting Things Happen, where I talk about growing up running and my dad, um, I'd really like to encourage you after this episode is to go back and listen to that one. And I think it would would give you a, a better understanding of exactly where I'm coming from and why I take on this less is more approach. But until then, know that um, I grew up with a dad who was a hardcore marathon runner. It was push, it was pain, it was all about performance, it was all about improving your pace all the time. That was the focus. And, you know, with his running, because he was a marathoner and he did multiple marathons, you know, year in and year out, He took on this training philosophy that some of you might have heard of um, called easy hard training. And I don't know if you have heard this before, but if not, I'll briefly explain it. But basically, this easy hard approach is 
training where you alternate your running days between easy and hard effort. And so as an example, let's just say, we'll use my dad because that's, you know, what I brought up, but let's just say my dad's training for a marathon and his long run is on a Sunday. So leading up to the Sunday of his long run, his training would look something like this. If he was doing a long run on Sunday, Monday would be a complete rest day because of his long run being on Sunday. Tuesday would be a hard run day. Wednesday would be an easy run day. Thursday would be a hard run day. And then Friday would either be an easy run day and maybe an off recovery day, maybe. And then Saturday would be a hard run day. And then Sunday would be this easy peasy long run day. So that was kind of the approach that he took on. And like I said, he might have occasionally taken off a second rest and recovery day besides Monday, but it was all running all week, all the time. And with his old school way of thinking, that's just what you did if you were a runner. And to even consider walking, and you all know I use the running interval method as my way of running always not in training, but I always use the running interval interval method. That's how I run. Um, you know, walking was not allowed because runners didn't walk. And, you know, um, if you've listened to a few of my episodes prior to this one, um, I hope you know by now that I think that's basically a bunch of crap and it's just not true. And so this more is more mentality worked for him for some time. But gradually and over time and periodically throughout his running, he would break down, he would get injured, and he would either get aggravations in his feet or his knees. And I'd see him walk to the freezer, go grab his, um, it was a little Dixie cup that was made out of wax that he filled with water. He kept it in the freezer. Sometimes he used styrofoam, Um, but he would pull that out and he would directly just apply ice to the bottoms of his feet and his Achilles and his knees. And he would ice the heck out of those areas when they would get irritated and aggravated and be, you know, they were on the verge of, you know, a serious injury. And then he would continue powering through with his running. And I will say this, there are some people that are naturally resilient to a lot of stress on the body. You know, we all are very different, but There are some people that are naturally more resilient. They were born with, you know, either just stronger bones or just stronger frames. And, um, you know, they're pretty resistant to injury. And then there's others that are more prone to injury. And it has nothing to do with whether or not somebody is more fit or not. It's just how we're made up of and and just our makeup. But um, I say that because I think he was somebody that, was pretty um, injury resistant from the get-go. But because of this more is more approach, he did periodically get these injuries and he would ice the heck out of them, like I said, and then move on and just keep on with his running. But, you know, at some point down the line, he got really, really injured, specifically his quad muscle. Um, He strained it. Um, or he possibly tore part of the quad muscle, and that prevented him from running for quite some time. It was very painful. But instead of resting and letting it heal, you know, which you would expect most people to do, 
What do you think this hardcore mindset of his would have him do? You know, just take a guess, you know, and I'm sure you even know other people in your life. Um, as I'm telling this story, I'm talking about my dad, but you know, you may know of somebody that's like this. Heck, you may even be someone like this as well. And so I don't mean to pass any kind of judgment or criticism. I'm just being very honest and frank. You know, this hardcore mindset of his had him thinking, okay, if I can't run forward because my quad muscle is strained really bad and it's painful, I'm going to start running backwards instead. And so he started running backwards because it didn't aggravate his quad. And he literally did, I think, a few marathons backwards, many half marathons backward. And um, I mean, he blew my time away running backwards compared to my times for half marathons. But um, it did stress and strain his calves. But over time, he adapted to that, that constant contraction of the calves running backwards and he just adapted and he continued running backwards for quite some time until that quad um, healed. But um, if you've never run backwards before, I I want you to, I want to encourage you to go out there and try it. And, you know, when my dad was running backwards years and years ago, he invited me out for a three mile run um, or he, I should say he invited me out for a run to try running backwards. And I told him I'm not going to run further than three miles um, trying this out. So I went out with him on a run and um, I ran backwards and you have to practice looking, you know, turning your head because you don't want to trip over anything. But when you're running backwards, you're constantly on your forefeet all the time and your heels are elevated and your calves are constantly contracted. And so after I did that three mile run with him, I will tell you, like, no joke whatsoever, like, I could barely walk for a week after that run because my calves were so strained and so stretched. And every time I tried to kind of lower my foot down, it was just horrible because I had um, torn some of the um, muscle tissues in my calves from contracting it constantly. And it just took a really, really long time to heal. Now, Some of you listening to this story might be thinking, gosh, that's amazing. What discipline your dad had. That's, you know, that's a serious runner. And, you know, maybe it is, um, or maybe it's just plain dumb. (laughs) Maybe it's just the ego driving his runs. And, you know, I can say this now because one, I'm an adult, um, two, I am a certified running coach and I've been coaching now for over 13 years. Um, But also my dad doesn't even know what a podcast is, so he'll probably never hear this episode. So that's the other reason why I can share this story with you. But I share these stories because one, I want you to know where I'm coming from as I talk with you each week, but also because many, many years of coaching and my own personal experience with running this really is not the best approach. And I am 100% comfortable drawing a line in the sand with my strong beliefs and philosophies around running because of the way I was brought up and also because of how I struggled for years and years following that more is more approach. Believe me, I followed that approach for many years and I was miserable and I was injured and I hated running so much. And so 
You might be thinking right now, okay, Pamela, so if five to six days of running isn't the best approach, if that more is more is not the best and you want me to consider the less is more approach, what do you, you know, consider me doing with my runs? So I am glad you asked. So here are my thoughts. For those of you listening in that really enjoy a half marathon or a marathon distance, I would suggest or I would recommend a minimum of three total runs um, training for a half or a marathon, one of those being your long runs. So you'd have two maintenance runs and one long run. Now you can choose to run four, you know, four times per week. You could have three maintenance runs and one long run. But I'd prefer if you had the time um, for that fourth run, I would prefer you spend your time incorporating strength training and some intentional stretching and yoga on the other days of the week. You know, not only are you able to maximize your time by taking on this approach with your busy schedule by spending 30 to 45 minutes of strength work one to two days a week. And when I say 30 to 45 minutes, you can actually bust out a really good strength workout, including your warm up and your cool down in 30 to 45 minutes if you're focused and if you're intentional. So you do not need to be spending an hour. And for those of you listening that think, oh, what's what's the point? If I can't get in an hour workout, there's no point in doing it. I want to challenge you on this because you can be really efficient and focused and bust out a really solid strength training workout in 30 to 45 minutes with your warm up and your cool down. Okay. And so, you know, I want you to, instead of doing more runs, incorporating these strength workouts and also some 15 to 20 minutes of intentional stretching two to three days a week or yoga. Um, so that you can build in that nice amount of recovery and rest, which will actually, you know, help you to get stronger because after our runs, it's in the rest and recovery that we build strength and we get stronger. You know, when we're running, we tear down our muscle fibers naturally with that stress. And when we rest and recover, that's when we build those muscles up and we get stronger in the rest and recovery. So instead of running five to six days a week and not being able to incorporate or stressing about how you're going to incorporate all these other types of supplemental workouts, there's a way to take on this less is more approach with your running and reduce the number of days per week that you run and incorporate some other types of workouts like strength workout, like yoga, like intentional stretching. And that's going to benefit you more as a runner. It's going to help you become an injury-resistant runner um, who will be balanced and really better able to make those quality runs solid, good, powerful runs. And so for those of you that are listening in that really like the 10K distance, um, I would recommend a minimum of two days of running per week. You can absolutely train for a 10K running two days a week if you're intentional, one being the long run and another being a maintenance run. Now, if you have three days a week, that would be optimal. So that would be fantastic. But again, if you are stressed and um, crunched for time, I would much rather you incorporate those other types of workouts with your running instead of adding in more running days. But it is possible to complete your 10K running two days a week. And like I said, it is possible to train for a half marathon and a marathon running three days a week. 
And um, you might be thinking, are you serious? Like, is I, I can't even believe that would be possible. And I am serious because I've done it for years. And hundreds of clients that I have trained have done it. And they are healthy and strong and completing those distances multiple times a year. The key is being very intentional with those runs and those supporting workouts, focusing on quality over quantity, my friend, quality over quantity. And that really is the key in making this less is more approach work. And I just think that we're wasting too much time, time that we really don't have thinking and operating from this more is more mentality and performing mediocre runs. So doing those five to six runs per week, I can guarantee you that probably only two to three of those runs are really solid runs. The others are probably just mediocre. So why waste your time? Um, Why not be a little bit more focused and intentional and take on this less is more approach and, um, you know, not be wasting our time with those mediocre runs. And I've known, I've known so many runners over the years who follow this more is more mentality. And um, it has put them on the fast track to breakdown, to injury, to burnout, to boredom. And I don't want that for you. I want you really to enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, I know this might take some time. If you are somebody that is running that much, it might take some time for you to wrap your head around if it's possible um, for you to shift to this less is more. And, um, you know, it might take some time. I, I get that. But you can train and complete your desired running distance with the actual time you have. And most of us don't have five to six days a week to do running and then try and squeeze in cycling or swimming or yoga or strength and conditioning. And um, those are really, really critical supplemental workouts to make you a stronger, more injury-resistant runner. So today, I really hope that you will consider shifting from this more is more mentality. If that's what you've been following for some time, I really would love it if you would sit down and map out your work week, map out your family responsibilities, and think about restructuring your running days a little bit differently. And heck, you might even start enjoying your running again because you've created this space where you step away from your running at times during the week and you shift your energy into something different, like strength training, like cycling, like swimming, like yoga, and you'll be more excited to meet your runs when they're next up on the schedule. You'll be more focused and be more energized and motivated, and um, you'll just be ready to take on your runs because you are not just driving yourself into the ground trying to get in so many runs and all of them are not, you know, really solid um, quality runs. So, you know, next week I'll be talking with you about slowing down to speed up, which is part two of this flip the script with your running approach three-part series. So part two next week will be about slowing down to speed up. And, you know, until next week, my friend, I would love it if you would go grab your running shoes Go lace up and go enjoy the beautiful outdoors.